Hello, hello, lovely souls. Thank you so much for joining us today. Sonia here with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company, January 25th, 2021. Welcome, welcome. I hope you're off to a fabulous start to your day when you hear this. I know sometimes we are catching these podcasts in and admits our busy lives. I typically listen to mine when I'm getting ready in the morning, not my own personal ones, but other podcasts that inspire me as well. Um, sometimes when I'm walking, sometimes when I'm when I'm just doing chores around the house, I do like to listen to podcasts, normally a whole series of them when I'm cleaning. So my point is we're typically multitasking when we're listening to podcasts. We're not just sitting still, but thank you so much for sharing some of your time with me today, no matter what you're doing. Today, I want to share with you one of the ways I stay healthy. I know some of my heavy or my last podcasts have been heavier. This one's not heavy. This one's light, but, and this is important. This is a super important podcast. One of the ways I stay healthy. I'm talking about fitness on all levels, mental, physical, and emotional. The only thing that has become important as we get older, the healthier we need to be as we get older, and it's not quite what you expect. It's not mindful movement like Pilates or yoga, or even energetic movement like boxing or running or being outdoors in nature. It's not that at all. And it's nothing like choosing the right foods to help elevate your Evaluate your energy or metabolize your hormones or drinking half of your body weight in water. That's not what I'm sharing today. Don't get me wrong. All of those things are super important. But sleep. Sleep is the magic potion to my daily recovery, my career, my peace, my stress management, my food choices, and my happiness. What's amazing is it's the most powerful thing that you can do for your health is also the most natural thing you can do. Think about that for a moment. When we're first born as an infant, we sleep more often than we move, right? As we get older, even within the first year of our life, that changes subtly where we take naps because we're up more than when we're sleeping. But when we get to the adult stage, we don't sleep nearly as much as we need to. I can tell you for a fact, the first thing I do when I'm under the weather is I want to sleep. I sleep it off before I get sick. It works. It works for me. I know when I was teaching my fitness classes, I was not getting the amount of sleep I needed on a regular basis. And that has a major impact. It meant my ankles weren't healing. So it also meant I wasn't making wise food choices And I wasn't taking the downtime that my body needed to physically recover from being in that state of constant motion. We're talking high impact classes. I was teaching 23 a week. So yes, my body was in constant motion, constantly moving. Let's be honest, I should have been taking naps. But I had the mindset where sleep wasn't good. You only slept when you were sick or at bedtime. And I am the type of person who likes to enjoy every minute of every day. So why would I take a nap during the middle of the day to sleep? Well, I don't. But I do encourage a strong bedtime routine. 
And this is something I'm going to be working a little bit more on because when it comes to consistency with anything that we do, we want to apply consistency every single day. And that works, that works with sleep, right? Just like it works with having a shower. We get up, we have a shower every day, right? We brush our teeth every day. We could, we could shower seven times in one day, but that's not like, not going to give us the effect we're looking for. We need to do it every single day. So we need to work on these habits every single day. So just imagine if someone comes to you and says, Hey, I've created the most amazing energy drink. This drink has the power to totally heal your body. It's going to balance your emotions and put you in a better mood. It's going to recharge your mind and make you more creative and productive. Boost your immune system so you hardly ever get sick. As a matter of fact, it'll probably add about 20 years onto your life. Oh, by the way, the benefits are scientifically proven. Oh, one more thing. It's absolutely free. The only catch is it takes eight hours to kick in. If you, if that drink exists, are you going to be picking up a bottle? I am. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. I am. As a matter of fact, I'll be having a crate of that stuff dropped off, shipped to my house every single week. But it doesn't, it does exist, guys. It does exist, my friends. It exists. And that's exactly what sleep does. It's not something we have to buy. It's not something that we have to put into our body. It's something that we do to our body. We let it rest. We let it recover. We let it heal. We let it grow. The challenge is that sleep takes time. And most of us have to prioritize almost everything else in order to squeeze that time into our life. Sometimes we're looking at, you know, making shifts to our relationships, projects, other possibilities that we could be working on. Work, friends, finances, family, everything needs to get pushed and reevaluated when it comes to putting more sleep into your schedule. The day is already limited. The daytime is valuable and we want to get the most out of it. The time we spend awake is precious. So is the time that we spend asleep. Think about that. The way I see it, every minute I spend sleeping is a deposit in a savings account. And every minute I get to put in as if I get back two minutes for every moment I slept. That's two minutes of enhanced energy. That's two minutes of time with my loved ones in a space That I am in the moment with them. When I'm feeling calm and loose and ready for whatever the day brings. If you think about it, that is an amazing, unbelievable return on eight hours of sleep. Return on that kind of investment. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. The power of sleep. And not just how it affects our day to day how it adds 20 years to your life. And I'm not just talking, you possibly can live longer because you're stressed less, but you look younger. After a great night's sleep, you look so much younger. Really, you have the energy. You can still do the things that you want to do, but you're doing it in a mindful way, right? 
How many hours of sleep are you getting a night on average? When was the last time you thought about that? Up until I decided to do this podcast and last night, and I'm going to share that story, um, I wasn't paying that much attention to how much sleep I was getting. I knew very few nights I would wake up um, or sometimes my sleep would be a little bit off, but for the majority of the time, my sleep patterns were pretty good. The older I get as I'm hitting perimenopause, it's having a little bit more of an influx and a little bit more instability. That's okay, right? But listen, lack of sleep has a major impact on fat loss. And most of you are here listening to this because you're looking for some change in your life. Whether you're looking to achieve time freedom, balanced energy, elevate your finance, where that falls into place with sleep is to achieve time freedom definitely to balance your energy. And you're going to be more focused so you will be able to elevate your finances. But let's talk about the balanced energy for one second. We just talked about, you know, my why for getting in more sleep and how typically when I think I'm getting sick or if I have a bad headache, I sleep things off, right? We have been in a chronic state of stress society in the whole over the last year with the unknown with COVID. And some people are handling handling it better than others. But the majority of the people are in a state of unknown and limbo doesn't suit most people well. We like to know one way or another what's going on. And we haven't had those answers just because of the unknown. So stress helps, sorry, sleep helps alleviate chronic stress. It helps your mind, body, and soul heal. It helps you be a better person. Yesterday, I um, had a walk with my girlfriends and took Hannah with me. And we were outside for a good hour going for a nice walk, middle of the day. It was cold, negative nine Celsius plus windshield. Um, But it was beautiful. And there were so many people. And we were social distancing, got to simple conversations and simple pleasures just to say hi, right? And um, so... I get back and I said to Tony, he's like, let's take Gizmo for a walk because I didn't bring him this time. I took one dog at a time yesterday and next time I'll take both because my heart, I just felt so guilty. But I came home right away and I said to Tony, let's take Gizmo for a walk while I still have all my clothes on, extra clothes on, just to be clear. And, um, you know, like the extra layer of pants and um, my scarf and my hat and everything. And so I did two back-to-back walks and I came back after that and I had energy for maybe an hour. Then I was so, that's not true. Maybe it was a couple of hours. As soon as I sat down on the couch with my book, with an intention. So I did a little bit of work. Then I went to sit down and I'm like, I'm tired. I kind of scooched down on the couch and put my head down. Wouldn't you know, I was snoring. And I'm going to say this as much as I hate it. I was snoring within minutes. My whole family was like, I guess my son said to his dad, he's like, you know that like she's snoring in seconds. He's like, yeah, she does it all the time. When I fall asleep, I go into a deep sleep in seconds. And we got up, we ate dinner. Brooke did a great job of making a beautiful jambalaya. So thankful for her last night because I was so tired. And I would have not have sat down, right? I would have planned my day differently if I was if I was on dinner duty. The advantage of having a university child who took cooking in high school, I must say, she's been a godsend with our schedules because we both work into dinner time. So then it's a rush to prepare or I have to carve that time into my day a little bit earlier, just like everybody else. But that's okay. I'm just saying how thankful I am that she's able to help out in this area. 
So after dinner, I'm like, I'm just going to go lay down in the office. I'm going to put a TV show on Netflix on my laptop and lay down on my, on the bed in here. Cause at the office is slash office slash bedroom. I fell asleep from seven o'clock at night. I think I got one show in, but they're not sure based on my snoring and the doors were open. So it's not like I was that loud, but, um, apparently again, I fell asleep within seconds. I got up when I woke me up for bed. I literally got up, brushed my teeth, went to the washroom and went back to bed and slept until this morning. I feel like a million bucks. I feel amazing. And yes, that inspired this particular podcast. I knew I was going to talk about sleep yesterday, but not to this degree. And I feel younger. I feel more energetic. I feel healthier. And my shoulders are nowhere near my ears. I am so less stressed, more in Zen. And my mind is sharp. So I want you to try it. Because as I mentioned earlier, consistency is key. You can't keep up or catch up with sleep on the weekends. Try every day to scale back half an hour, even if you're not tired. What we do at night with part of our bedtime routine, or, or what I do, is I have a hard cutoff night or hard cutoff time every single night, a bookend of my day. I do not do any calls after 9.30 at night. Normally around 9.15 or 9.30, I will set the stage for the bedroom for sleep time. You know, pull down the, move the pillows that are in excess and um, take, like, wash my face, get myself ready for bed, put pajamas on. And Tony and I normally start date night around 9.30 every night. Sometimes on my last call of the evening, I will put a lavender essential oil in my diffuser, which is in the office right across from our bedroom. And that scent will go into the bedroom where I'll make sure the window is cracked just a little bit. Turn the bed light, the bedside light on and literally set the stage for sleep. So the room is prepared for when I go in there. It's a room of Zen. Room of Zen. It's very peaceful. This helps. This helps get you to sleep sooner, especially on the days when you're not tired because that's what happens, right? But my friends, it's not just the amount of sleep that we get. It's also the quantity. So it's the quantity and the quality. Let me rephrase that of sleep that you might be getting. Because if we talk about balanced energy, there's a major impact on sleep and weight loss. The quality of sleep you might, you might be getting could be preventing your weight loss. When we don't get into the deepest stage of sleep, we're making weight loss an uphill battle, just like stress. And I'm going to get into that. When we talk about how sleep deprivation leads to insulin resistance and how less stress or more stress, food and exercise can impair our ability to get a good night's sleep. I'm also going to through some of some concrete steps you can take today that'll allow your body to get into a deeper phase of sleep. So I want you to think of two things, the quality and the quantity. Aim to get eight hours every single day. And if you're a physical person working a physical job, go for a nap on the regular. Don't worry about judgment and other people's schedules. This will help you invest in being the best person you can possibly be around those people. So even short-term sleep deprivation creates major insulin resistance, keeping your body in fat storing mode and out of fat burning mode. 
for longer. We want our bodies to be in fat burning mode. The problem is we're not getting enough total sleep, as I shared. But more importantly, we're not getting the quality sleep throughout that time. Our diet and lifestyle habits are preventing us from getting deep, healing, restorative sleep. A lack of this deep, restorative sleep leads to major hormone imbalances, crankiness, hunger, cravings, lack of satiety, which means you're always hungry because satiety means that you're full, mood swings, depression, fat storage, and so much more. So the solution, let's talk about the solution. Understand how your body is supposed to work. Understand your natural cycles of cortisol and melatonin and how diet and lifestyle choices are throwing that off and preventing your body from getting a deep sleep, regardless of the quantity of sleep. So it doesn't matter two things. Again, quantity and quality. It does matter how long, but it doesn't matter at the end of the day if your long sleep isn't a deep sleep. I don't want you skimming the surface of your sleep. Set the stage like I do. Set yourself up for a bedtime routine. Look forward to it. Unwind. Stay off the electronics. I've got a few more tips for you here. Okay. Here's what happens, right? When we're not getting the deep sleep, our cortisol levels naturally peak in the morning to help us wake up and they're ready to tackle the day. Melatonin, the sleep and relaxation hormone, peaks at night helping us to rest, fall asleep, and get into the deep stages of sleep. But when we mess up this balance, suppressing the melatonin at night and elevating the cortisol, that is messy. While we might be able to fall asleep, it keeps us from getting the restorative sleep that we need. And some of the things that we can do to help suppress the melatonin or to help elevate the cortisol, because we want to keep the cortisol low, Cortisol is directly correlated to stress, which is where it begins a vicious, vicious cycle, right? Exposure to light. I turn on my nightlight at night. One of those salt lights would be perfect for the bedroom as well. Um, Watch blue light from TVs, tablets, cell phones, because those all suppress melatonin and they help keep you awake. I don't touch my cell phone after 930 at night at all. Late night eating elevates cortisol. Chronic stress elevates cortisol. So yes, yoga, meditation, mindfulness, journaling at night, perfect. Chronic stress elevates cortisol, like I just said. And chronic consumption of sugar and processed foods elevates cortisol. Every time we elevate cortisol, we are suppressing melatonin. The more we suppress melatonin, the less of a deeper sleep we get. So... A few things you can do to make a change in this direction. Minimize blue light exposure once the sun goes down. Gradually make that shift. Consider downloading a software called F.Lux, L-U-X. Consider orange light glasses if you want, if you're going to be reading at night, just to minimize the blue. Expose yourself to natural light during the daytime and avoid excess light once the sun goes down. Get blackout curtains and cover cover all sources of light in your bedroom. This is a this is a key for me because we do have an alarm clock in there. Prior to moving in um, with Tony, I never had a light in my bedroom besides my bedside light, and I never had a clock in my bedroom besides my phone. Now there's a light, and sometimes it bothers me. Um, it does impact me, but once I'm asleep, it doesn't matter. You could probably throw bricks and pots and pans at me. I 
probably wouldn't notice. Although I'm easy to awake if you're trying to wake me up, but a blue light doesn't affect me or like the alarm clock light doesn't affect me if I'm in a deep sleep. It's just getting to sleep sometimes. Don't exercise within a couple of hours of bedtime because this will increase your cortisol and suppress melatonin. The only caveat that to that would be some sort of mindful meditation, some sort of bedtime yoga. And there's some great Rodney Yee, Y-E-E, does an amazing 10-minute bedtime yoga. Amazing. He has put me to sleep more than once. Practice stress management techniques such as meditation or leisure walking. Control your blood sugar. The best way of doing that is to eliminate or limit processed foods. Stop eating within a couple of hours of bedtime. This one's hard, right? Because many of us want a bedtime snack. We're, we're bad. We sit on the couch and we have tea and a treat. Now, I've been good lately. I have resisted the treat, the yummy butter tarts I brought into the house, but I'm still having a tea. So I'm trying to be careful. Um, I'm not looking for perfection. It's part of the process, but having sweets before bed doesn't serve me in any which way. Lower the temperature in your bedroom by a couple of degrees. So the ideal sleeping temperature is 60 to 68 degrees. Open your window just a little bit to prepare yourself for it. That's what I do. Sometimes he'll close it behind me, but that's okay. That's just the yin and the yang of our relationship. It's sweet. I believe I need to have the feel of freshness throughout the day and the evening. And my other, my younger daughter, Brooke, believes she leaves needs to sleep in the Arctic because it is totally freezing in her room. But that's okay. That's okay, right? Whatever it takes. Your body does heat up throughout the night. Limit your caffeine after lunchtime. Caffeine will elevate cortisol and suppress melatonin. So super, super, super important. I've given you guys some tips this time on sleep. We've talked about sleep as the magic drug. We've talked about the quantity and the quality of sleep. I've shifted the conversation to how it helps with balanced energy and how getting more sleep is going to help you as if you're depositing time into your future. See it as putting money into your savings account. And when you need the energy, it's there. And you're not crashing and burning. And you're not cranky. And you're maximizing the time that you have with your loved ones or at the job. And if you're in a physical physical business, I'll be honest, if you're working construction, if you're working in sports, if you're moving your body, get more sleep. Get more sleep. Because we really want to take advantage of something that's free and natural and not just to help us prevent being sick. But isn't that a wonderful a wonderful addition to sleep right now is making sure that we don't get sick. Nobody wants to get sick right now. And if we can eliminate the chronic stress that we're all holding on to without even knowing it, what a different place this world will be. Okay, my friends, this particular podcast is sitting around 23 minutes, short and sweet today. Really, really appreciate your time. And if you have any questions, if you want any info, oh my gosh, I'm stuttering over my words. If you have any questions, if you want any information about how sleep affects weight gain, how it's going to affect your stress levels, the difference between melatonin and um, cortisol, those hormones, let me know. I can certainly address these questions. Email me at Sonia, S-O-N-Y-A 
www.freshapproachfitness.ca and I'll be pleased to answer them or respond to these, these um, particular podcasts. One more thing. I've got some exciting news to share. I said yes. No, it's not what you think. Not at all what you think. I have no idea if he even wants to get married one day, but it doesn't matter. We're happy. We're good. I said yes to writing a book. That's right. So stay tuned. I will be putting a link to how you can sign up for the book on today's podcast. Um, so you can access it when you, when you see, when you see this information, if you want to follow along my journey, because in March, in less than two months, I'll be part of a collaboration and my first, my first part of a book will be out there. So I will be a published author in March of 2021. Stay tuned. This is so exciting. And this was the one thing on my list that I really wanted to do this year. Guys, have goals. Get your sleep in so you can achieve those goals. Make it a fantastic day.